Hello and welcome to the ME7 podcast. The Jills have added their final piece to the jigsaw as Connor Mahoney was added to the squad earlier this afternoon on a season-long loan from Huddersfield Town. Tonight, we will, talk, we will be talking about what Connor brings to the group. We will also look at how Harris is trying his best as possible to call those expectations as Jules make that fantastic start to the current season. And we also preview Colchester United at home, which I'm sure I'm hearing it's already going to be near on uh, another big crowd at the Priestfield tomorrow as the Jules take on bottom of the table, Colchester United. Matt Olsen, good evening, mate. How are you? Oh, I'm good, buddy. Thank you. How yeah, good, are you? Mate. Good, good. Uh, yeah, it, it's obviously been a crisis week at the Jules. Um, but but yeah, it's a, I suppose it's a, it's a good time to be a Jules fan, though. Well, I was going to say, it's not been that quiet if you were obviously reading into the press uh, yesterday. Um, but yeah, it's, honestly, it's a great time to be a Jules fan. I mean, what a signing we've made today. Um, I, I literally think that's the, like you've said, the jigsaw is complete now. Um, I don't feel like we need to add necessarily anybody else. But yeah, I mean, wow, what a great time it is to be a Jules fan. Yeah, I, I suppose I suppose that's where we probably should start this evening. Um, Conor Mahoney does arrive on a season-long loan um, from Huddersfield Town. Um, as we put in our description earlier when we first tweeted it out about Conor, um, he, he obviously arrives with some pedigree that he's played in the Championship the whole of his career. He won, he won Young Player of the Year in the 2017-2018 season at Birmingham City when he was on loan there. Um, he was highly regarded at Millwall, and I think I think I'm right in saying um, Neil Harris actually brought Connor for a million pound at Millwall um, and played played um, I think around 60 times under the current Jules manager. Um, I was I was listening to a video today, Lions TV, who um, when they did a video on on Connor leaving the football club, he actually. Um, said the guy that runs runs that channel that Connor was regarded as one of the most um, basically highly regarded and uh, in terms of in, in the final third uh, had one of the most just sheer ability um, both footed can play either side left and right and play in in another ten role so it gives that real versatility to that Jules final third Matt he. Yeah, I, I believe he, he does complete that, that final jigsaw. He gives us another option of, we've been screaming out as dual fans that we need more options out wide. We finally added that, yeah, that, that winger to, to what is already an incredible front line of, I guess, what we've got. Yeah, and and obviously I I believe he should be able to be in the squad for tomorrow. Whether I don't know whether Neil Harris is going to you know chuck him on the bench or or whatever, but yeah, I mean he he was a very good young prospect coming through. But I say he was so highly uh, thought after. People you know were were wanting him. Obviously Neil Harris got him for a million pounds. At, I think it was one point one mil. I think he paid for him at um, Millwall. Um, and but obviously in the last couple of seasons, uh, obviously for whatever reason things haven't worked out for him. Um, but he is a championship quality player, and that's the thing you've got to think. Like as a Jules fan, we're in League Two, and we are att- attracting championship quality players to our squad. You know, we've got um, Scott Malone, who is he is a cheat code for this level. 
Um, and now, yeah, and look, now we'll say our, our squad is now complete. Um, you know, he's 26 years old, Conno is. Um, he's still got a lot of life left in him. This is kind of his peak time to come good. And I, I think he's, it's the perfect opportunity to come down to League Two and really show us, Jules fans, what he can do. Yeah, Matt, you make a good point about, like, yeah, I, I mean, we, yeah, we are, we are, we are League Two. Um, but, but players, have been attracted to us this summer, where it's obviously, I mean, Scott Malone has, has come down from a lower level. Um, Macaulay Bond has come down from a lower level. Conor Mahoney has now come down from a lower, from a lower level. Um, obviously, in January, Tim Dieng decided to come down from a lower level, uh, or from a higher level, sorry. Um, and, and, and yeah, just, just what is it about us as a football club that, can it, can attract these attract these sort of players? Do you think? Well, look, okay, I've got a big give massive credit to to first off, it's got to be people like Brandon Shannon. It's the players ultimately, whenever they sign for a club, they've got to buy into what the owners ultimately want to do with that club, whether where they the owners want to take that club, and. I think a massive shout out. So I have to go send to because obviously the, the what the the joy they brought back to us fans, the life they brought back into Gillingham, is you know as they say it's it's this giant, it's rising from you know sleeping giant. It's it's literally we're almost like a phoenix. We're rising from the ashes. We had our great time up in the championships when people wanted to join us, and then yeah, for for no reason, for whatever reason, you know, we started dropping down the leagues. We became a, an undesirable club, but. I think with with something like Neil Harris in charge, with Brad and Shannon, with everything that's going on at the club right now, it's a good place to be. And I think that is attracting these quality players to us. It's just right now is the perfect time to be at Gillingham Football Club. Yeah, that's true. Justin, good evening, mate. How are you? If Justin is Justin there, he's done a me and not turned his speaker on. <laughs> He has done a you. He has done a you. Um, yeah, I, it, I think Justin. Yeah, I, Justin, yeah. Good apologies, mate. Sorry, I'm just watching the Chelsea match as well. So apologies. There we go. There we go. That's all right. No worries. How yeah, are I'm you, very mate? well. Yeah, very well. Thank you. Good. Good. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're just on the we're just on the subject of Conor Mahoney. Um, yeah, just give us your thoughts on on that signing earlier yeah, today. It's a fantastic signing. I think as Matt just said, you know, it's a it's a championship level signing for us. Um, gives us further options uh, that we need. Um, yeah, and obviously, um, yeah, it's it's, it's not, uh, an exciting time. Yeah, and and uh, and obviously Matt makes the makes the point about obviously Brad and Brad and Shannon. Um, I guess selling this sleeping giant dream. Um, the recruitment team of Hess and, Hess and Kenny. Uh, Neil then, obviously, it, it, we know that he's very good with with putting across uh, of the selling of the club and the way he wants the squad to be. But why do you think, Justin, that we're, we're just such an attra- attractive prospect, certainly, I, I guess, this half of the year and going into the rest of this season? I think players... players extra- uh, um, it- players kind of the, the the ones that we've signed um they kind of get the interest don't they you know so you know if uh, people can see obviously the project that's happening um but don't take away what neil was done uh what or what a paul neil harris is as well as a manager yeah yeah no yeah i i i, I did I, I saw a i saw a podcast the other day actually that was was talking about neil harris and 
um, they made actually a good point that um, they they actually, they actually couldn't believe that Neil Harris is managing in League Two, um, where he spent sort of the, the a few, quite a few years in the in in the upper ends of the Championship, which was which was quite interesting. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Let, Matt, we'll we'll go back to you then. Um, obviously, it does it does complete that final piece of the jigsaw. Um, we're now seeing, or, or we we're now seeing all that all, all of the depth now sitting on paper. We've pretty much got a player, a, a two players in every single position now throughout that squad. Um, I don't think, to be honest with you, in the time I've supported Jules, 20, 20 odd years, that I've seen a, a, a squad with this much amount of depth in it. Um, there is just pure quality right throughout, isn't there? Yeah, there is. It's look, I, I, I've been a fan. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm not been a fan of Jules for because I don't want to embarrass myself too much. But it's it's a while, you know. Uh, look, and I've grown up with this club, and and I, I even in the sort of the good old days of Southall and uh, uh, Nicky Southall and, and Annie S and Tyler and. The squad would never. I don't think the squad has ever looked so good. The the entire squad. We've always had, you know, sort of in those days, we had great quality players that were always your first teamers. But when you looked at your benches, there was never always amazing quality to bring on. But at the moment, you know, as I said like when, when you can afford to leave Max Clark out of your eighteen, not even include him in your eighteen. That tells you we have some serious depth to our squad right right now, and look, we've just added to it with this signing today. Well, that's what I mean is that we've obviously been crying out for a winger. Where does Connor come into this situation? Because you you mention about the eighteen, you mention about Max Clark, Justin. Um, I'll put the question to you. Obviously, we've all been we've we've been to the majority of the games this season. Um, we know that we've needed width. For, for, for what, for, for the games that we have seen, but where does Connor come in? And and obviously with Connor, Connor coming in, who potentially, if if so, who? Yeah, that? thanks for that. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, <laughs> that's a difficult one. I mean, I, I I I find it really difficult to answer that. To be fair, um, obviously for me, he's, he's got to start on the bench. Um, how can you drop, say, a, a Johnny Williams or a Dom Jeffries or whoever like that? Um, but it's, it's great to have competition because it, good competition, you know, it breeds obviously, you know, to the players that are actually playing. They're, they, you know, if they have a bad game, they could lose their shirt. So it, it's all, it's not a bad thing. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's what Neil wants. That's a nice headache for Neil now, isn't it? You know, um, considering where we were kind of a year ago, um, or. or pre-Christmas, you know, when you look to the bench and you go, right, okay, who who can actually change a game? We've now got potentially seven players on that bench that can change a game. Yeah. Or, yeah. or five, no, say yeah, five yeah. attacking with your defenders, etc., and your goalkeeper. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, what a what a thing for Neil to have now. What a, what a headache to have. Yeah, because I, I think if you look at the if you look at the bench, um, certainly you look at let's take the the, the bench from Sunday, for example. And and you've got the like, and you've obviously got Jaden Clark on there. You've got Jules Lapsley on there. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Macaulay Bond on there. Um, I'm just going sort of through the, the the attackers. Where 
but but you then look at those three that did come off the bench on Sunday, and for me, Jaden, George, and McCauley all made an impact on on Saturday afternoon against Crawley. So Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, but uh, and then so who who do you have that conversation with? Because then if you look, but, but then if you look on the Tuesday night against Sutton, I would then argue against Sutton, we 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 started lapsedly. We brought Clark, we brought Jaden off the bench. And on Tuesday night against Sutton, we were crying out for a winger. We were probably quite crying out for, a, for for an ability of Conor Mahoney to to give us that width. So, is it game related? Absolutely, horses for courses. I think, isn't it? And I think that's what Neil's that's what Neil's kind of alluded to that he can play a, a five or a three at the back and, and the two wing backs. He can play a four four two. He can play a diamond, and he can actually change that throughout the game as well. If the game is not going obviously according to plan, yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, yeah, Matt, um, I'll bring you in then, mate. Uh, while we talk about the squad depth, someone that's um, someone that's not really kicked a football match for us this season at the moment is probably being our best defender, um, who's sitting on the bench currently, wait patiently waiting his chance in Connor Masterson. Um, yeah, can you believe that? Really, for me, January onwards, he was our best player. He can't get a look in at the moment. Okay, if I'd been blind and not actually seen any of the games, then I would say, oh my God, what are you doing? How can you not be playing literally the best defender in League Two in your team? How how can you not be starting? But I'm sorry, I've got, I've got to say this. I, I think the, the main sort of three, the triangle of Max Amar, Shadrach and... Um, uh, Turner and goal, sorry, those three at the moment, they're undroppable. The way they're playing together, the way they they look, the way they sort of work as a unit, playing out from the back, those three are undroppable. And I'm sorry, Connor will be sitting there. Yeah, he'll be annoyed that he's not in the team and that he got injured uh, the game, because he got injured, obviously, before the first game of the season. That's why Chadrach come in. But I'm sorry, at the moment, the way they're playing together... He's going to have to sit on the bench and wait his turn. Um, and until one of them has a, a really bad game, I'm sorry, he, he, that's his place. That we've got, an, I mean, look at the fact we've not conceded a goal in the league. How how can you change that back three if you've conceded a goal? It's it, it's not something you would do unless there was an injury. You would just keep it as it is. And yeah, I would say Connor will be kicking himself, but at the end of the day, the scoreline doesn't lie. Are you surprised? Are you surprised that? Connor, that that Harris hasn't Harris hasn't gone. Look, you know what? We've 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 got a game where we've got a situation where it's Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. You know what? I'm I'm just going to rotate and I'm going to bring Connor in. Are you surprised that Harris has 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 not done that yet? I mean, no, I'm not. Just because of the way I've sort of the way they've played, that they've. Every game that Shadra and uh, uh, Max have played together, I think they have been. Perfect. They, they, the way they've worked together, the, the the movement off each other has been perfect. I think there's something definitely there. As you know, it, this is me putting my manager head on. There is definitely something there that is working at the moment. And I'm sorry, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Fair point. Okay, Justin. How? Do, yeah. What? What do you think? Oh, I kind of agree with Matt. To be fair, um, Shad Shad has been obviously amazing since he's come in. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm kind of surprised that 
we haven't kind of gone to a free. But as, as as Matt has alluded to, you know, when when you're playing well, when you haven't conceded, don't don't change. There's no need to change. Um, Connor's obviously frustrated, but he'll, he'll, he'll fully understand as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No fair point. Fair point. Um, yeah. By all means, get your comments in. There's a there's a few comments that are already coming in tonight, so please please do get your comments in um, throughout the evening, and we will read them out at the end of tonight's show. Um, yeah, let's move on then. Neil Harris um, obviously admit, admitted during the week um, that his players are doing an absolutely fine job um, of, of of hampering his efforts to play down the expectations this season. Um, Harris knew that his side would be competitive this season, but I, but he, he didn't ever think that it would it would be this. Um, yeah, we've obviously got forty two games to go plus cup games. It's just the start. Um, the bigger picture, we've got twelve points on f- and, and four clean sheets. Um, and when we do have a blip, we have the points in the bag. Matt, um, yeah, the, the club are the club are trying to trying to do their best to to dampen expectations at the moment. Um, the the, the management and the players are, are not doing their best to dampen the expectations, but I don't know. Is it still? Is it? Is it? Is it still too early to 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 start getting carried away or not? Right. Okay. There, there's two answers here, uh, and they both contradict each other. But let me explain. It, with my head, yes, it is way way too early to be talking about getting promoted where we're going to finish in the league with the run we're on all of that as I explained on a couple of podcasts ago the beginning part of the season is at you know at the end of the day it's like a first round of a boxing match you, you see you're feeling each other out you're seeing you know how teams are playing I mean come on like last week there was like a five all draw I mean who, who would have who would have expected that in in the league so Across the league, you're seeing each other out, uh, and and you're feeling each other out, and it's not really, I think, until about sort of the fifteenth to twentieth game that you can really start getting excited. But the other side of me is a Jules fan, and yes, come on, we're on top of the league. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. I was waiting for that one. I hope head. I hope no one's got headphones in listening because you've just burst yeah. in with eardrums, Matt. <laughs> um, uh, apologies in advance. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry. Sorry. Apologies after. Sorry, guys. Well, I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. Yeah, in sorry. You've sorry. Done uh, it. No. Yeah. Sorry. That's what I mean. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> God's sake. Um. Yeah, Justin. Um. I'm not gonna put. I'm not gonna put. Um. I, I don't want to put sort of history into this conversation, but I'm gonna do it. Um. I was on. I was kindly invited by BBC Radio Kent this morning onto their breakfast show. Um, and they, duly, they they decided to kindly remind me that back in 1995, we won our first games, first four games, 1-0. Um, and then we lost to Colchester. our fifth game. To <laughs> Colchester United. They decided to remind me for that. Um, but what they also did remind me is that we obviously did finish second that season um, in 1995. So, is it too early? First question, is it too early? Yes. I guess. And second question... Um, do we have to be worried about tomorrow about history repeating itself? <laughs> right. Okay. First question. Yes, it is too early. Um, it's a fantastic start. Don't get me wrong, but as I say, there's 42 games left. Um, but what, what I will say, as a you know someone that was in and around the football club at that time back in '95, '96, obviously the Tony Pulis era, it feels very much very similar. Um, the the atmosphere, the the crowd, the expectation. Um, 
I think we will win tomorrow. But I think with teams coming down to us, they're going to kind of put five at the back, uh, kind of, or two banks of four, and say, come and break us down. Um, they'll come for a point. I can't see them being positive in their play. Um, and they'll, they'll say, come and break us down. And they'll be happy with a point going, going back to Essex. So it is down to us. And that's where I think fans have got to be kind of patient as well. Um, if we don't score within, say, the first, you know, 20 minutes, 25 minutes, half hour, uh, to st- actually stay with the team. I, I saw that a lot last season, certainly second half of the year, where we had a really, really good home record. Mm. But if at any time the team decided to go go backwards or sidewards, it would be, oh, God's sake, it would be like moaning and just, well, hang on a minute. But you're then moaning if Amon knocks the ball out of his feet and shells a 40 yard or up to, up, 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 up to the forwards. So... It, it felt like at times last season, certainly at home, the the players were sort. If they'd not scored early, they were damned if they don't, damned if they do. It was it was almost a, a catch twenty two situation for the players. I think the home. I think us fans have just got to remember that, uh, like you say, Justin, I think you hit the nail on the head that we're going to have a lot of situations that teams are going to come to Priestfield and sit ten men behind the ball and go right, okay break us down. And I think this is what Colchester are going to probably do to us tomorrow in the afternoon. I very much doubt we're going to have a Colchester side bottom of the league, come to top of the league and stick seven or eight men forward in no. every single attack because they're probably asking for trouble. No, absolutely. They'll, they'll play on the break. Um, they'll say, come and break us down. And, and the thing is, obviously, where we move the ball from side to side, you know, yeah, we may be going back, but it's, it's possession and moving that, that bank of four or the two banks of four around. So it creates space. So yeah, we, I think we've just got to be patient. We've just got to be patient tomorrow. Yeah, it's not. I it's not going to be easy. Um, Colchester. Yeah, there's well, it's one team that I want to beat because I've got a few Colchester friends. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's, this will be a difficult match. This will be a very difficult match tomorrow. I've, I've got to. I've got to say, yeah, I, 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 both. I think you're totally right. Colchester are going to come in and sit it out. But I've got to say, what are the odds on it being? One nil. <laughs> come on, I mean, come on. It's it's almost know. written in the look, stars. I don't know. If you look to the, if you look to the betting sites, Matt, they'll tell you. I'm I'm not a betting man. That's the thing. I don't normally do bets. So, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm it, it, it kind of. It, I think you're right. I think Colchester are literally just going to stick, you know, eleven men behind the ball and and say, come on, break us down. And I do think it. it, it we are going to have to work our socks off to break them down. And look an early goal tomorrow, um, the floodgates could open. But if we can't, don't get that early goal. Yeah, I think you got what you just said, you know, let's not get on the backs of our players because coaches still are going to come here and do that. They, they need the point more than, than you know, we need the, the win at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, if anyone knows the, the betting odds of, of Gillingham 1-0, uh, stick it in the comments. Um, and we'll be out. We'll be able to tell Matt. He's not a betting man, though, so we won't. He won't put it on. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah. If, if, uh, if anyone could do that, I'll be. Mu- we'll be much appreciated. Justin might find out. Justin might know. I, 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 I tell you what. It, it, <laughs> if somebody puts it on, if somebody puts it on and, and tells me where where to go, I'll, I'll put a fiver on it. <laughs> oh right. So you are a betting man. <laughs> well, no, just 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 for just for that, just for tomorrow. There you go. Okay. I've seen they've I've seen they have clocked on to the to, to the Tom Nichols header now though, 
Um, so it, it's obviously all the Jules fans clocking onto the fact that um, we're yeah we're obviously betting on the fact of Tom Nichols scoring a header, and it'll be one week that most of the fan base don't do it. Um, so anyway, let's um, let's move on. Um, yeah, obviously on on the on off the back of that, obviously it's one game at a time. Um, we don't want to get too too carried away. Neil Harris did say in his press conference um, this afternoon that Jules uh, will definitely not be taking their foot off the gas, um, and league positions, like Matt said, are completely irrelevant at this time. Um, and he, he just basically went on to say that he's brought it up a few times with his players. His players are not ego driven. Um, and they know the task in hand um, going forward. Um, yeah, he, he goes on to say that he, he's seen enough positive stuff, um, but he's also been honest with his players f- f- throughout throughout the season already. Um, and, and the fact that they also played a midweek game and saw minutes coming into um, Macaulay Bond, um, Jaden Clark, Connor Masterson and Glenn Morris. In the midweek friendly, I believe we played Luton Town under twenty ones on uh, in midweek, which got um, got minutes into the legs. Um, okay, let's yeah, let's let's move on on to tomorrow then. Yeah, it's it's Colchester United at home. Um, we've touched a little bit about on on what they're going to do. Um, Justin, we'll come to you first. Um, how do you think? How do you how do you feel or think Neil Harris might set this set this one up? Oh God, Jesus! Um, I don't think Neil knows what Neil's doing. Um, <laughs> uh, as I say, he's, he's got he's got so many options, as need to be fair. Um, you know, and one of the, one of the things I got asked last week, um, where how are we going to set up against um, Crawley? I, I think literally every single fan will give a different eleven. Um, I, I can't see him changing too much, to be fair, from from Crawley. So yeah, I'll go probably uh, an unchanged team. You're going to go on the same, mm. yeah? Okay, okay, yeah, that's interesting. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with that as, uh, at all, Matt. How, how, how do you think Neil might go tomorrow? Look, I mean, at this moment in time, I, I, I don't think we've had a say a settled eleven at all. I think the only thing we can say for uh, certain is Jake Turner will start in goal. Max Amar will be centre back. Shadows, you will be centre back. And I reckon Ashley Nadison will be on the pitch. But apart from that, the rest of the names you can pick out of a hat because I think whatever other players we have left on that pitch, I think we're good enough to turn them over. It's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, um, yeah, I suppose, like you say, is that whatever I, 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 I would personally go with, for me, and people can put these in the comments as well if they want to have a go at picking the team. This would be my team tomorrow, and you and you two can you can t- two can either disagree with me or agree with me. I would go Jake Turner in goal. I would go Robbie McKenzie at right back. I think Shea uh, has done well, um, but uh, for me at Crawley last week, um, I think he he was at fault for the penalty, um, and and I just felt that everything sort of Crawley did. Was was coming down his side, um, and I just feel Robbie gives us that a bit more stability. Um, but 
Neil might argue that being at home, he wants more of an attacking right back. But Robbie scored three goals in in five in four five games, so can't argue with that one either. So, um, yeah, Robbie McKenzie for me. Shad, I'd agree with you on that one. Just just to say, I don't know what uh, Justin thinks, but yeah, I'd agree. I'd have McKenzie in. Yeah, Justin. No, I'll go with Shay. You're going to go yeah. with Shay, okay? Yeah. Um, I would go with then Shadogi, uh, Max Aimer, uh as as a centre half with Scott Malone. I would then go. Um, I would then go Sean Williams in holding midfield uh, with. Um, this is where it gets difficult. <laughs> um, I would go with uh, Dom Jeffries, Tim Dieng, um Johnny Williams, um, uh, Ashley Madison, and Tom Nichols um, as 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 the rest of the team. Justin, any any other changes in there? I must admit, I'm thinking about it. Probably Dieng actually um, coming into the starting lineup. Thinking about it, yeah, yeah. I I, I just feel that for me, I don't think we need to hold a midfield no, at home. No, that's what I was thinking. That's right. I, I thought that Dieng started last week, so yeah, I'll bring Dieng as a as a starting lineup. Yeah, Matt, what would you go with? I mean, look, as as I said, I think any of our you know sort of two players we have per position could play. Um, I would, I would, the only one I would might question and I, I just want to see him from the off is would Macaulay Bond start for me in place of um, uh, Tom Nichols and have a sort of uh, uh, Nadison and Bond playing up top together. Not, not fit enough to, to start for me. I, I, I don't know. I just, I think in a home game, 45 minutes, you know, and as I said, I think Colchester literally are going to come and just defend. You know, I think that's ultimately all they're going to do. And whether I'd say, I don't know whether um, Neil would start him, as you're right, he might not be anywhere near fitness. But for me, I just, I'd like to see him start at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he might, I think, I, I personally think he may start Bond at Luton. I think that's where he might get his first start, just because I, I, I don't know if Neil takes that composition. He takes it seriously, don't get me wrong. He does take it seriously, but he knows we're not going to bloody win the thing. So, um, that might be a case that Bond starts maybe there. Um, so, it's, it's, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Um, where, where we go with it. Um, yeah, let's, yeah let's, let's, let's move on then. Um, yeah, let's move on to the, to the, to the, to the Ollie Hawkins situation. Um, it was it was confirmed. I don't actually know how to say the injury. So if anyone wants to to, to butt in now, <laughs> um, it's a foot injury. Is it? It's a foot injury. Um, I think you say it as plantar um, fallitus. I think that's how you say it. Um, it's a it's it's an injury where basically um, I think. The straining, it basically caused by straining the part of the foot that can, connects the heel bone to your toes um, and can be extremely painful. Um, I can vouch for that. Yeah? You know what it yes. is, Matt, do you? I, so, you are, I can't say, the, say it, but <laughs> uh, I, I have had that before and it is extremely painful, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not a great situation with Ollie because... 
I think obviously it seemed like he did it in Como. Um, he come limping off, and I think he then played in the behind the closed closed door game against Cambridge and broke down again. Um, Justin, I know we've I know we've made the perfect start to the season. We've won every game, obviously. First question: uh, Is Ollie a miss? And if so, how much of a miss? Uh, yes and no. Um, I think personally, I think the teams that we've played, um, apart from probably uh, was it Sutton who had that the giant back at I think it was a number four. I think he was about six foot seven. I think. Um, but I, th- I think our style of play changes when we when we play with Ollie as well. We go a lot more direct. Um, where if we've got a obviously a Nashley Madison and uh, Tommy Nichols, we try and play the midfield. Um, I know the, the Max at the moment um, is, is a long ball, but I, th- I, th- I think what I do feel we played a, a lot more football, kind of within the midfield and trying to get round the back um, without Ollie. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Do you feel like? Sometimes just gonna just gonna continue with you, Justin. Do you feel like sometimes we are um, when Ollie's on the pitch, we just we just tend to go, okay, that's the easy route. We'll go up to Ollie. Yeah, because I mean, he, he he is the target man. Um, so obviously the the big man up front. But I, th- I think I think we I think we are a better side. I think we're a better football inside without him. Um, but don't get me wrong, I, I, I like Ollie Hawkins. Um, I think he brings a lot to the football club and, and the team when he does start. But there's certain games, and I think like the say the, the Bradfords and stuff like that, where you've got the two big centre halves, um, where he will come, you know, into his own. Um, so again, horses for courses. The the you know I think we've got four different centre forwards in every single in every single aspect of their play is totally different, um, and what they actually bring to the football club. Matt, do you want to continue on to that? Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I, I, I generally believe that if Ollie Hawkins was starting, uh, sort of was at least involved in the squad this season, I do believe we would have scored more than one goal on average per game, just because of the way he plays. Uh, and obviously, I think him and Tom Nichols had such a great sort of rapport last year. Um, you know, and I think it would have continued this year. But look, the injury itself, ultimately, the, the best thing is to to rest up. I mean, which is the one thing as a footballer you can't really do. Um, I, I hope, for, you know, for Ollie's sake, it gets sorted as soon as possible. Because, obviously, I, I do think, as a team, I, th- I think we do miss him. Because it get, just is that extra arsenal. Um, it's a weapon in our arsenal going forward. And... and you know, as I said, I think if he had, if he had been fit at the start of the season, I, I do think we would have had a different outcome. I think he would have been starting the first game and who knows where it would be now. OK. OK, cool. All right. Um, yeah, let's read out some of these comments then. Um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for sending in your comments this evening. Um, yeah, let's let's go from the top then. <laughs> Alex Pooley uh, has sent in. He's enjoying it tonight. He sent in. Um, he sent in a fair few comments. His first comment says, "Don't th- don't think anyone understands how how happy all this Mackenzie love makes me. You all la- you all laughed at me when I said I'd be fuming if you left. All I have to say is, Eon, you're not laughing now. No, Alex, we're delighted he stayed. Um, it's too early. It it will be too early. 
it will be too early up until the point that we are mathematically champions or promoted. Um, he also said, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Uh, Hawkins is a massive miss. I believe him and Addison would be our best partnership. Uh, Matt, apparently you don't look a day over 20. According to Alex. Yes, yes. I, I, I thanked him. I said, I'd definitely take that. Um, I, you know, I'd love to be ID'd again, but that hasn't happened for quite a while. No. Okay, mate. I, th- I thought you was 21, to be honest. <laughs> oh, oh no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Now you're just flattering me. <laughs> okay. Uh, Stu Lewis says, is Matt the right person to ask about optimism? He's got a start in our Champions League campaign in the Bernabeu next season. <laughs> I will say the uh, hotel and flights are already booked. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong Gillingham. <laughs> um, uh, for the first time ever um, uh, for the first time ever I don't care who what starting 11 is because they can all do a job yeah Justin I, I guess that is right isn't it is that um, I suppose really we are blessed with the fact that Neil Harris can put any single 18 he wants out there on Saturday afternoon or a Tuesday and we wouldn't look any weaker yeah correct um, and I've, I've said like on the terraces on I think it was on Saturday or uh, at Sutton on Tuesday. Um, I think this is probably the strongest squad overall squad since we've had since we've been in the championship. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, next comment in: uh, What do you think of our new sign-in? And also, do you think Colchester will be a proper test or an easy win? Matt, I'll put that question to you. New signing, I think, is a cracking signing. Can't wait for him to uh, to get up and running with the squad, and I hope he fits in really well. Uh, and look, tomorrow, I don't want to say it's going to be. I believe we are going to win. I don't want to say it's going to be an easy win because look, no game of football should be an easy game to win. But look, let's see what the final score become. Uh, the final score is at, at the end of ninety minutes. That's very true. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. Uh... Justin, we're going to um, we're going to ask you the dreaded question: your score prediction for tomorrow afternoon. I'm going to go two nil. Still a clean sheet. Yeah. Okay, who to score? Um, Max. And okay. first one for Scott Malone. Oh, two defenders. Interesting. Okay. I thought Scott, I thought Scott should have scored last week. I thought I thought the chance the chance in the second half, he had it straight to the keeper. But yeah, no, he's been brilliant for us. He has been absolutely superb. He's just a cheat code at this level, so we can't keep picking up his ego. Uh, yeah, Matt, what's your score prediction? Well, I'm, I'm going to have to give you two because uh, it depends on whether I can make the game or not. Because uh, there are no trains on, and currently I'm trying to scrounge a lift off anyone I can. So if I ma- if I make it. I reckon we're going to win 1-0. Oh, if I'm going for 1-0. What if, you if, don't I make, if I don't make it, here you go. If I don't make it, Jules are going to win 4-0. Ah, right. Okay. So absolutely nobody give lift for Matt tomorrow, basically. Is that what you're saying? It's, 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 it's basically... It's, no, it's going to be... So this happened against Southampton. I broke down on the motorway, on the way to the Southampton game... <laughs> Me and a couple of my mates in the car, and we go and beat Southampton three one. It's and every, every other game, it's like one nil. 
So if I'm there, it's going to be one nil. If I'm not there, it's gonna we're going to hammer them like four nil or something like that. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, mate, either would be nice. A win's a win. A win's a win. I don't mind how it. I, I don't mind how it comes. As, yeah, think, as long as we get three points. Well, I think personally we will win tomorrow. I think our clean sheet record will go though. I think we'll win two one. I think they're going to be a tough nut to crack, but I think we'll crack it. So, yeah. It, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, and, 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 I, and I'll bet you've got their goal to be scored by John Akinde, haven't you? Of course. Of course. Of course I have. Of course I have. I think it'll be a penalty as well. <laughs> it, that, that's, what he, that's what he always had next week. He named it, and he, John Akinde P. So, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Let's, hope it's not, let's hope it's not fun at the Rainham end. No, no, I know, I know. I, I didn't mind John Akindi, to be honest with you. I just thought, uh, I, I thought, yeah, I thought he gave up a little bit easy towards the end of his time. But we had him on the podcast um, uh, over a year ago now, and he was a really nice guy, really, really nice guy. And he explained all about his injury and everything else. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely, yeah. If you, if you want to head to our YouTube channel, um, yeah, head to our YouTube channel, um, and if you type in the M Seven podcast, John Akindi, you can watch. I think we we sit down with him for about an hour, and he, he explains all about his injury and 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 everything else, and about his relationship with a certain Mister Evans and and everything, and uh, and he was a little bit sad about not saying goodbye to the Zilsans and whatever else. It actually saw him in a different light. It was a really really good interview. So yeah, I've got to I've got to say I've got to chime in on that. It was it it, it was such a great interview, guys. Honestly, please watch it. Um, he he opens up massively to to you, doesn't he? And um, yeah, full yeah. respect to the guy. And I I think he he'll, he'll always get he'll be uh, be welcome at Priestfield. But uh, yeah, let's just hope he doesn't score tomorrow. <laughs> okay, um, yeah, um, and 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 the chairman's just joined. Um, so. Um, he uh, he's going to have to listen back because we're 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 about to we're about to end the show. So um, I, I he's mi- he's missed a good one. I hope he's um I hope he's also missing home at the moment um, because I, I know he's not um, I know he's not here um, him him standing the back home at the moment. But I hope he's missing his actual home, as in Gillingham, um, because. Uh, yeah, we're we're all certainly missing missing him and Shannon being around. So, um, yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, um, a few a few updates. Um, thank you ever so much to everyone that has voted by by the way for us for the football content awards. Um, I can't thank everyone enough. We've had over fifty votes already for the football content awards. Um, it's the the awards night. Basically, it worked out how you you guys ha- how you've been nominating they count them um and then the judges get involved and and whatever else and then basically if you end up getting into the finals um you end up going to the awards night up at Anfield in November um which to be honest that really it, it would be a bonus to us the fact that over 50 people have voted for the ME7 podcast as their best football league podcast is just um absolutely just staggering i can't believe it um to think that we started this podcast a mere eight just over 18 months ago and to the fact that people out there actually think that me and owen and and the guys that also contribute to this podcast actually run the best podcast or in in the football league in their opinion is just absolutely staggering and i can't thank people enough to to, to all the support and love that they give us um 
I mean, the, the stats show that you like listening to us waffling, which is still staggering to us. Um, thank you so much to our sponsors uh, and our sponsor, uh, Daniel Construction, who is obviously sponsoring the podcast this season and the live show. Thank you so much to the Red Eagle Foundation who have partnered with us this season and we're going to do be doing so much work with them over the course of the season. But definitely not last but not least. This coming Sunday, we have got our first look back live show live from Priestfield Stadium, two o'clock till three o'clock live on our on, on on our Twitter and YouTube in partnership with Block. Firstly, we can't thank uh Joe Compa and the football club for being so welcoming and helpful for allowing us to use the facilities at Priestfield. Um for, for for us to just go in and do the live show um it would never happen without the communication and just the, the support and love that we get from the football club um so thank you so much for, for for everyone at the club um and certainly joe that we who we deal with uh for doing that really really do appreciate it um on sunday and you're going to see throughout the season look that live is going to have a slightly different format to it so basically how it's going to work is that we are basically going to, uh, just to run you through how it's going to work on Sunday, um, you're going to have, obviously, the boring stuff that you, you don't like with the sponsorships read out and, and the VT and whatever else. You're going to have everyone on camera uh, uh, reviewing the Colchester game uh, and everything else. Um, me and Owen are actually doing hospitality tomorrow afternoon. I know we're living the high life. Um, don't worry, we have paid for it. <laughs> um before anyone comments and says, oh, you get freebies. No, we've paid for it. Um, so we're doing the hospitality tomorrow afternoon and we're vlogging it. So you're going to see how we get on and that will be in Sunday live show. We're going to do the player of the month that we'd like everyone to to watch the live show as it happens um, and then vote for their player of the month. And then what's going to then happen um, is that we're going to play a few games, a few quizzes and a high V lower um, as well. And we're, and we're going to basically just make the look back live a lot more interactive this season, get you guys involved as well. Um, a massive thank you to our guests coming on Sunday will be Harry Beadle, uh, James Cleal and Tom Jasper will be coming on on Sunday um, afternoon at Priestfield. So a massive thank you to those guys. And if you are interested in coming on to the look back live um, throughout the season, please do get in contact with the podcast um, and and hopefully we can get you on throughout the season. Um, yeah, that's a that's a good way to to end end the po- end the podcast uh, tonight. Um, yeah, Brad Brad has just messaged us um, saying he's going to listen to back and uh, and he's and he's missing and he's missing he's Gillingham. Um, so that's a good that's a good way to to end tonight. Um, thank you all so much for watching, and as always, good night up the chills.